Hi, this is Mike Madura and you're listening to the ZFM Sports Podcast. Z. And it's Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes and the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world, in front of any player in the world, and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. The top stops. The, the top sports stories as well as top music here on Top Hit Tuesday here on ZFM Sport. Welcome to it. Uh, the team is here. Chris Meads, Alice Bunjira. My name is Barry Manandi and our producer is Sean Tafirinika who's pulling all the strings in the background. On the home front today, the Sports and Recreation Commission, the SRC, has said it will only request FIFA to lift the suspension of ZIFA after completing the reforms that it is undertaking in the local game. In our Formula One report, which is probably brought to you by Zamoko this and every Tuesday. Ferrari say it is unfair to say Charles Leclerc makes too many mistakes to beat Max Verstappen despite his crash at the French Grand Prix and his own damning verdict on uh, his latest costly error. In Around the World in 60, we have updates from South Africa, Spain and Sri Lanka. Second half of the show is always the beautiful game and tonight we'll talk about Cristiano Ronaldo who's meeting with Manchester United manager Eric Ten Hag to discuss his future at the club. Apparently, still no takers. According to reports in Italy, Juventus will look to Chelsea's Timo Werner or Manchester United's Anthony Martial if they cannot wrap up a deal for main target Alvaro Morata and England coach Serena Wiegmann is expecting a difficult women's Euros semi-final against Sweden tonight but hopes her players can inspire the nation and make fans proud again. The Warriors, the Chevrons, the Cheetahs, the Mighty Warriors and the Sables. From the pool to the track to the field, we are Team Zimbabwe. The Home Front, local sports news and analysis. Alright guys, the top story here on uh, ZFM uh, Top Hit Tuesday is about the SRC ZIFA and our football and it looks like we will not be joining the family of uh, footballing nations anytime soon according to the SRC uh, because it says it will only request FIFA to lift the suspension of ZIFA after completing the reforms that it is undertaking in the local game. Let us know your thoughts on that subject. 731 168 That's 731 one six eight zero four five. That's our WhatsApp number right here in the studio. Now, Ziva was suspended by FIFA earlier this year, and in its latest communication, the CAF, CAF stated that Ziva will only be allowed to back uh, allowed back into the football family once Felton Kamambo, Felton Philemon uh, Machana, uh, Brighton Malandule have been reinstated into the Ziva board. SRC chairperson Gerald Nochwa has, however, said so far his organisation and Ziva have only given FIFA updates on what is transpiring in Zimbabwe and have not requested the lifting of 
the suspension and uh, SRC will press on with the restructuring process which is set to be completed before the end of the year. Those are the words of uh, Gerald Mulochwa. And indeed, that restructuring process is part of the bugbear that constitutes what FIFA is saying needs to change because FIFA is saying reinstate the, the board members, Fulton Kamambo, Philemon Machana and Brighton Malandule. And they're also saying dissolve your restructuring committee. So these are two entities, SRC, ZIFA on one side, FIFA on the other, that are poles apart. Uh, to start with, they, I think uh, FIFA are misguided, misinformed mm-hmm. in the case of the restructuring committee yeah. because it's, it is none of their business, to be honest. Any, any country, any country today can decide to form a, to, to have a restructuring committee, yeah. restructure their football. Sure. So that is FIFA's, that is not FIFA's business. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why they are so obsessed with disband the restructuring committee. It's none of their business. Right. They should stick to their story that reinstate Kamambo and, and leave the restructuring committee alone. Mm-hmm. Yes. So number two, I'm with the SRC here yeah. because the reason why we are suspended anyway was for us to do re- reforms. And this is what we are doing. We are doing reforms. So why the constant reinstate them, reinstate them? Why? Where is the rush from FIFA? Why is FIFA so adamant and rushing? Where are they rushing to? <laughs> we, we, we are restructuring. We, there, there are no FIFA games. The, the only games that we are missing right now is the Chan okay. and the Kosafa. Yeah. There's no World Cup. And there's no we're, AFCON. We're out of the AFCON qualifiers. Yes, the, yeah. yes there's nothing. So what's the rush? Yeah. We can restructure. The restructuring committee is term is ending in 31 December. Uh-huh. So after that, we can start and that is when everything else is starting anyway with FIFA and everything else we we are, we are okay let's us restructure my only concern is are we doing the restructuring that's, that's, that's are we exactly doing it? it that's the that's the biggest issue so we want to see it happening that we we, we are banned so that we can restructure I, I, I want to see that I, I don't want to hear at the moment I wouldn't want to hear Ziva talking about we are applying to see we, they just came in now these guys they just came in to replace Kamam and they are already talking about being reinstated by FIFA. What have they done? They must do groundwork and do the restructuring, what is needed. I think, you know what, you asked a very important question. Why is it FIFA's business? I think to some extent it's FIFA's business because I think FIFA actually to some extent cares more and understands more about our football than first of all our SRC and secondly that restructuring committee. I let you finish, let me finish. Here's the thing about that restructuring committee. If there was work being done, one, why are we not receiving updates from it? Two, when we do solicit information from that particular organization, the audios and the content that we get from them is not necessarily to do with their restructuring. When we get this content from them, it's talking about, oh, missed opportunities and we're working, sometimes even we're working hard in the background. Where is the concrete work that's being done? If you want to develop trust between yourself and the audience and different stakeholders for football, let's respect each other and actually inform each other of what's going on. My issue at the moment is that there is no respect for football. Whether it's the football administrator sitting at Z for themselves, whether it's the SRC or whether it's the restructuring committee. Let us respect football. Let us respect the careers that are at stake at the moment. When you take a look at those competitions that are saying, oh, there's no this, there's no that, it's just Chan. Chan provides an opportunity and a platform for multiple players to get different opportunities. Whether it's just playing at a national team level or it's actually getting visibility in terms of their talent and getting a scoop out of this country, then let's do that. But 
but you can't say oh it's no, not important no, it is important but those very players that you want to play for Chan are supposed to be developed somewhere where are they being developed there are no structures that are developing those players to come and play for and Chan and what's the restructuring so committee doing it's what are they the doing job. it's not the job of the restructuring committee to do that it's the job of Zifa oh, Zifa so are, are, the restructuring committee are gathering information and they are gathering what needs to be done and say Zifa this is you now the restructuring committee are not going to hold Ziva and say we are putting so, we are so putting fear. structures oh, like oh, that oh, we are putting structures like that Ziva perhaps pinda iwa na 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 bandao doing the doing what so we created an external organization to restructure an organization to to provide recommendations to an organization that for how many years has because been unable to restructure themselves if i may ask a question to you alois because yeah. uh you, you you're talking about the restructuring committee and talking about the fact that we are restructuring our football yeah. is restructuring uh an event or is it a process in, in your view and then the follow-up to that is that if it is a process uh, which I believe it is why then are we waiting for the big bang approach where there is a collection of uh, information that will ultimately turn into a document a document which in truth is unnecessary because the documents already there in the ZIFA uh, 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 constitution and the FIFA statutes uh, in essence what we're doing is pretty much reinventing the wheel if you ask me Bay, that's why I said ZIFA as they are, the mm. people, they, there is a, a, a football Bible already. Right. That is they. Yeah. They, they. They are not supposed to be waiting for the restructuring committee. They, they give the banders and them. They are supposed to be working right now right. to put because they already know what is the problem. I don't know why they are getting in there and start crying for for us to be readmitted when so, they are supposed so to. So we don't need the restructuring committee. Yeah. That's that's the sum total. Basically, we don't need the restructuring committee. So we stopped football we for a restructuring committee we that we don't need. We do, we, do, we didn't stop football for a restructuring committee. We stopped football so that we can restructure. So that the organ organization that has failed to restructure itself for the last they, they, so, years so that they can be pushed they can be pushed so there's no you just said there's no point of the restructuring committee there is a there is a need because the guys that are supposed to be doing it, it's like i don't need to take you to school if you know how to go to school but then if you if you're failing to do it then there's a need then i i'll have to come in yeah so yes yes my here's my deal i i i i think that uh, another way that it could have been done and i'm not saying this is necessarily the best way uh, if we had se- by setting up the restructuring committee uh, perhaps the restructuring committee could have been given milestones so they, they were given a 12-month mandate yeah a 12-month mandate split that into quarters have a first quarterly report whereby they then uh, uh, commissioned the ZIFA executive to say right this quarter these are our findings this is what we want you to do do X and then things start happening because at this stage we're waiting for the big bang and at the end of the year there's going to be a big document I agree with that we'll you. probably I agree gather with you 100%. we'll probably gather at some location and we'll launch the document and then that document in truth sits on a shelf somewhere yeah. and yeah. gathers dust yeah. because in truth it's really unnecessary and I, what I does that do for football what does it really what is the concrete result of recommendations to the same people who know what like they don't say, know because they're not doing it but if they use there's they, they, a they, football bible right that's what you, so what they, what no. makes you think that being told by the restructuring committee that they should do it that they'll now do there's it. An, is an authority 
No, it's not. No, it's not. It's a recommendation. What they can do at most is to make recommendations. Yeah. Let's read an excerpt from the letter from General Mnocha, which says, SRC and ZIFA will formally ask FIFA to lift ZIFA suspension when SRC is satisfied with the reforms being undertaken in football, more so than the report coming from the restructuring committee. The process has not yet been completed. SRC has not asked FIFA or CAF to lift the suspension, nor has ZIFA for that matter. What FIFA and CAF have from SRC and ZIFA is an update after FIFA asked for the same. So yes, the update went across. However, I think in, in reading this excerpt from the from the from the letter from the SRC from Gerald Mlocha, the chairman, there doesn't seem to be any sort of uh, reference to this golden document that's going to ultimately come out of the restructuring committee. In fact, and I quote, it says reforms being undertaken in football. Are you seeing any, Alice? So far, I am. I haven't seen anything yeah. yet. I agree with you 100% that mm. this is a process we, we, we're supposed to have started seeing things that are supposed to be d- being done. Sure. That's why I'm saying these guys who came in at Zifa, they're supposed to already been doing stuff. They know what people have been saying. They know what the Kamambos have done wrong and all that. They are coming in and, and trying to ex- follow the footsteps of Kamambo as well. Yeah. I don't understand because by now they could have actually started showing us that they are different from these guys. Yeah. They are already doing this. ABC will set up this committee with another committee they get in they got in there they set up another committee themselves liver <laughs> they, they've set up another committee there's another one that was set up there's yeah. another committee some, you know, chairman, food, yeah. and everybody and they are taking each other this very same group that that they've been in football they are making another committee to I, I, I don't know they are just supposed to so get the, we, hit the ground running so, and start doing what needs to be done. We don't need the, we don't need another committee. So, so, Chris, are we justified to then be concerned that perhaps we're we're chasing a red herring here? That uh, these so-called reforms, these this transformation of our football, may not come. Absolutely, right. completely, one hundred percent. I think it's any scary. any sort of football fan, any player, any parent who hopes for their child to play football in this country should be very 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 concerned because i keep saying this we are going to get recommendations and then the same people who've been sitting in the same organization are expected to implement reforms that they very clearly know and for me i just i don't have trust with the with the restructuring committee at the moment i simply don't and it's simply because they have not bothered to communicate those milestones for all we know the milestones exist for all we know the milestones are completed but when there is no kind of intention to create an interface between yourself and football stakeholders, whether it's the guys at Zifa, whether it's the fans, whether it's Zimbabweans at large, when you do not make that effort, for me, that breeds mistrust, because what are you hiding? For for me, for me, my my biggest problem is actually the guys at Zifa, because they are the ones that should should actually be hitting the ground running. running They should be running around and doing what needs to be done. Themselves, like Chris said, they already know what needs to be done. So why aren't they doing it? You have come into office, you know we were banned because there were there were things that were not being done. You get in there, you're not doing them and you wait. Why, why, why wait for recommendations? And What are they doing well, come, right come. now? Recommendations can come. In 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 like in in in, in, in bits and pieces while you are already doing something doing and who shows yeah. once I or maybe I might just be wrong. Let's let's do it this way. Maybe I might just be wrong. But they 
since they came this, in, they've, they've done nothing. They've well, said this, nothing. This followed a, a letter that came from uh, for Zifa, uh, directed at the Zifa General Secretary from CAF, this CAF, CAF General Secretary, uh, Veron Mosengo Omba, uh, who of course has been enjoying uh, the action out in Morocco of the WAFCON. He said uh, to the, the local football mother body had not met any of the conditions that brought about its suspension uh, by FIFA. And some of the paragraphs uh, that are key in that letter from CAF to Zifa uh, read like this. We acknowledge receipt of your letter dated 14 June uh, 2022. We refer to the FIFA Council decision dated February 24th, uh, 2022, suspending Zifa on the basis of Article 14, Paragraphs 1 and 3 of the FIFA statutes, as well as Article 16, Paragraph 1 of the FIFA statutes, as ratified by FIFA Congress meeting on March the 31st, 2022 in Doha, Qatar. The above decision is clear and unequivocal that the suspension will only be lifted if, quote, the Sports and Recreation Commission, SRC, repeals the decision of November 26, 2020, suspending the Zifa General Secretary. SRC repeals the SRC decision of November 16, 2021, suspending the Zifa Board, and SRC repeals the SRC decision of December 17, 2021, setting up the restructuring committee. So it's the General Secretary Mamutse, the board, Felton Kamambo and his fellas, and then of course the restructuring committee that we are concerned to say what are they actually doing? Let's go to the fans. We want to hear from you 0731 That's our number right here in the studio. It's a hot topic. It's a hot issue indeed. Right. Let's go. Uh, pride and ego doesn't pay. Let's do as FIFA says. You don't tell us who you are or where you're writing us. Uh, from Tinashe from Mula, it says, SRC has no plan at all. Bring back Kamambo. Oh, my God. <laughs> I when, never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> when Kamambo seems like a good route to go, we have hit the bottom of the barrel. All right. Hey. This one says, I fully agree with uh, uh, FIFA. All right, our WhatsApp platform is absolutely inundated. Uh, so it's a bit slow. SJ says, I fully agree with FIFA. SRC should reinstate the ZIFA board. If the SRC wants to see a restructuring of ZIFA and football matters, uh, they should have done it with the official board in liaison with FIFA. Uh, does the restructuring only work if and when Kamambo and crew aren't there? Does it mean only the suspended board is the problem with the Zimbabwean football? Has anything below the ZIFA board changed with or without Kamambo everything else remains the same well to just uh, a point of clarity SRC did try to reach out to Felton Kamambo and the board while they were in place uh, but Felton Kamambo ignored he said he was he was uh, concerned with other matters apart from what SRC mm. wanted to hear so SRC they even refused to go to parliament they refused yes they refused to uh, come before the parliamentary portfolio committee on uh, sports and recreation and so uh, I think the Falcon Kamambo board didn't do themselves any favors with their arrogance as well. So let's not Gatsawa uh, Chenesi. They, they weren't, they are not without fault. Yeah. Uh, it is not to say that they're without fault. It is to say that it was necessary to suspend them. But what have we done subsequent? And I think that message is just so emblematic of how poor everything has been handled up until this point when Felton Kamambo, who people are now calling Felton, mm. has now become a better option than the situation we are in <laughs> now, then you've made a mess of things. <laughs> Moya was in Marondira says, seven months into the so-called restructuring process at which stage are we? That's a pertinent question. These guys have no plans, no clue. Uh, I think SRC are lost. Stop supporting clueless people. So, uh, I reckon, yes, look, uh, I think to call them clueless is, is 
is is incorrect because we don't have the information that has taken place. Yes. But as Chris was saying, there has been no communication, so it's easy to assume that nothing has happened. They need to communicate better. We'll give you a local sports news roundup before we dive into our Formula One report, and then during the fan zone, we'll be reading more of your messages. So keep them coming in zero seven three one one six eight zero four five. For now, a local sports news roundup with tennis, table tennis, and Castle Lager Premier Soccer League news. Hi, this is Benjamin Locke. I'm on the Zimbabwe Davis Cup team, and you're listening to ZFM Sport. Let's start off with some tennis news where Zimbabwe Davis Cup non-claying captain Freeman Nyamnokora is confident they stand a good chance to get promoted back into the World Group 2 playoffs when they play in Africa Group 3 in Algeria next month. Zimbabwe were relegated to Africa Group 3 after losing El Salvador in World Group 2 playoffs at Harare Sports Club in March. Zimbabwe will be up against host Algeria, Benin, Cote d'Ivoire, Kenya, Morocco, Mozambique and Namibia when the Continental to- Tennis Tournament begins on the 10th of August. In Table Tennis News. The Zimbabwe Table Tennis Union is set to host its open tournament this weekend at Devaris Makahara's group of schools this weekend with a number of different age groups set to compete. Categories include under 10 boys and girls singles, under 15 boys and girls singles, under 21 men and women singles, as well as open for both men and women singles and doubles. The Secretary General of ZTTU, Tinashe Buri, said preparations for the tournament are already rolling. Finish off with some Castle Lager Premier Soccer news where Caps United are aiming to beat the mid-season transfer window by bringing in at least two more players to complement Lloyd Chitembwe's squad in the fight to move away from the relegation matrix. The ailing Harare Giants have been running around in the past few days to make use of the month-long window that closes this weekend. So far, they've managed to bring back midfielder Blessing Sarupinda from South Africa, Powell Gowere from uh, Golden Eagles player from Chicken Inn, and ex-Dynamos and ex-Harare City and Harare City winger Emmanuel Mandiranga. The club's executive Charlie Jones yesterday said that Makepe Kepe are not yet done with the transfer business after signing the three new additions. Alois, welcome development for Caps United. Hopefully it's sustainable. Yeah, I hope so. You know, I hope uh, we don't have those problems that actually uh, got the club where it is right now. You know, uh, turmoil in the administration uh, and uh, uh, the situation and uh, you know, there was the moral was very was very low. You know, I'm I'm hoping because you can actually see uh, from the from the recent results that there's something positive that is coming out uh, from the from from the camp. And for those players to actually agree to come to Caps United, I think they've seen something that uh, there's a, there's a, there's a turnaround that is happening at the club, and uh, hopefully it's uh, it's going to turn out uh, for the best. And uh, we hope that you know with Caps United doing well in the league is also good for the league. Absolutely. From the front of the grid to the back of the net, it's CFM Sport. International Sports News Roundup, where the world comes out to play. From sunny Melbourne to the streets of Monaco, the deserts of Bahrain to the jungles of Brazil, get up to speed on the Formula One report. The Formula One Report is proudly brought to you by Zimoko, the home of F1 brands Mercedes-Benz and Alfa Romeo in Zimbabwe. Zimoko, specialized service for special brands.
It's a Formula One report right here on ZFM Sport, and it's brought to you by Zimoko. And Chris, you got to say to yourself on the Formula One report here, we love talking about things that go fast, really, really, really fast. And uh, faster is always better, including, of course, Formula One cars. But sadly, even Lewis Hamilton will struggle to find uh, it's hard to cruise the streets of Harare at speed <laughs> without, without having a lot of confidence in the braking ability of his car. Absolutely. And you also need to know that brake pads are an important part of your vehicle and create the friction and force needed to stop your car in routine and also emergency situations. And not all brake pads wear the same. Likewise, even the same brake pads can wear at different rates. General day-to-day use, the surrounding environment and also your personal driving habits can lead to brake pad wear and greatly diminish a car's braking distance. Stay tuned to ZFM Sport for more. All right, now Ferrari says it is unfair to say Charles Leclerc makes too many mistakes to beat Max Verstappen despite his crash at the French Grand Prix and his own damning verdict on his latest costly error. Leclerc crashed out while unopposed in the lead in Sunday's Paul Ricard race, handing the race victory and a whopping 63-point title lead to his main rival, Max Verstappen. Afterwards, Leclerc took full responsibility for his error. I've been saying I think I'm performing on my highest level in my career but if I keep doing those mistakes then it's pointless to perform at a very high level I'm I'm losing too many points I mean seven I think was in uh, in Imola 25 here because honestly we were we probably were the strongest car on track today Uh, so yeah if we lose the championship by 32 points at the end of the season I will know from where they are coming from Um, and it's unacceptable I I just need to um, yeah, get, get on top of those things. I go I go through the same process all the time, try to analyze. The snap was a bit of a weird one, so I will look into the data, try to understand if there's nothing that I don't know yet. But uh, to me, it's a mistake, and that's it. Z. It, it was bizarre, his crash out mm. at the Boraka uh, Grand Prix. And, and in truth, I... He was he was cruising. He was he was ahead yeah. of Max Verstappen. He looked comfortable. He had uh, uh, more than a DRS lead, uh, more than a one second lead. So listen, he was he was cruising and coasting. Uh, goes into a turn, fails to negotiate a bang, crashes into the side barriers, and done. Uh, he says. I don't know what happened. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's admitted quite a lot that it is almost entirely his fault, that crash, and that he does need to do better. And one thing that we heard throughout his uh, post-match in post-match <laughs> his post-race interview is that he's so concerned about the the championship title that is what is taking a lot of space in his head and i think when you're concerned about the entire race and not focusing particularly on race per race per race and your performance each time you're going to get overawed by every single race because every time you're in that car you're thinking about the gravity of any kind of consequences and more likely you are going to make the kind of errors that he's making. So what you're saying is just race. Just but, race. But can we, can we also not discount... And listen, I know there's a huge debate on Charles Leclerc's uh, error-prone nature, but there have also been some pretty monumental errors on the part of the team. Yeah. They've made some pretty uh, uh, shocking decisions that have 
lost him races mm-hmm. that have lost him track position uh, in many cases and unfortunately those fly under the radar and we just see the big mistake made by the driver yeah it's it's really unfortunate and i think one of the things that's very clear with Charles Leclerc and Ferrari is yes he takes responsibility for majority of these things but i think even when you're taking a look at Ferrari's strategy sometimes a mm-hmm. little bit suspect when you're taking a look at that car and how unreliable it's been in a couple of races then you can you can sort of tip the blame a little bit in terms of the entire team and the structure over at Ferrari but ultimately he is the driver and I think he started to almost make tried to make up for those errors and those races that they weren't able to complete and that's what's kind of sitting in his head at the moment yeah. and uh, one of the uh, reporters he was speaking to was like maybe you should go see someone <laughs> and I think that was reference to you know what your your state of mind at the moment not yeah, the best not the best at all and it's costing him 63 point lead Max Verstappen now has at the top of the driver standings uh, he's of course of Red Bull in second Charles Leclerc of Ferrari he's on 170 points meaning that uh, Max Verstappen is sitting on 233 points at the top of those standings. Uh, Sergio Perez of Red Bull is in third on 163, just seven points behind second place Charles Leclerc, mark you. Carlos Sainz of Ferrari is on 144 and then George Russell of Mercedes is sitting in fifth, 143 points. Lewis Hamilton is beginning to claw back. Uh, He's uh, in sixth position. He's trying to get into that top five. He's sitting on 127 points. Constructors standing Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes, Alpine and Mercedes. McLaren. The next race is, the, uh, is on uh, next weekend and we are uh, will be in the European swing of racing. Let's talk Zamoko. Z. All right, now how can one make their brake pads last longer? This is what we're talking about. It's quite simple, but takes a little concentrated effort while driving. A few small changes in your driving style will not only make you a safer driver, but make your brake pads last longer as well. Here are a few tips every driver can utilize to prevent unnecessary brake pad wear. Give yourself plenty of following distance from the car in front so you can uh, come to a gradual nice and easy stop so that you don't have to make those uh, rapid stops remove any unnecessary weight from your vehicle unnecessary weight that might include going across to the gym <laughs> keep your speed <laughs> sorry i couldn't resist keep your speed low in heavy traffic and avoid any sudden heavy braking critical to your safety we recommend scheduling a brake inspection or service if you notice one or more of the following symptoms the first one and i think we all know this one is that squeaking and grinding noise whenever oh, yeah, you do yeah. put on your brakes the second one pumping the brakes has become necessary to arrive at a full stop the the third one, the brakes feel soft or stiff when the brake pad is depressed. And the fourth thing is you see leaking fluid around the wheels after your vehicle has been parked for some time. There we go. That's your advice from Zamoko. now. Get this. Zamoko currently has a special offer on high-performance carbon ceramic brake pads for Mercedes-Benz models of C-Class, E-Class, S-Class, ML, GLE, GL and GLS. Uh, front brake pads and wear sensors start from just 107 US dollars and rear brake pads and wear sensors start from just 110 US dollars. Price includes fitment and labor. Don't leave your safety to chance. Have your brakes checked with our Zamoko experts and of course we will be back with this effort, the Formula 1 report after the Hungarian Grand Prix which is where we go next at the Hungaro Ring. A Zamoko specialized service for special brands.
The Formula One Report is proudly brought to you by Zimoko, the home of F1 brands Mercedes-Benz and Alfa Romeo in Zimbabwe. Zimoko, specialized service for special brands. Hi, you're listening to ZFM Sport. My name's Graham Sharp, and I'm the first Zimbabwean to take on the Dakar Rally in a bike. Z. Around the world in 60 seconds. International sports news. We take it from South Africa where uncapped Crusaders prop Fletcher Newell has been drafted into New Zealand squad for the Tour of South Africa to replace the injured Ofa Tungafasi. Tungafasi suffered a neck injury in the defeat to Ireland in Wellington, remained in New Zealand long along with injured teammates Brody Retallick, Jack Goodhue and Nepolaulala. All Blacks coach Ian Foster has rewarded 22-year-old Newell for his performance in Super Rugby at provincial level with Canterbury. And news from Spain, former Masters champion Sergio Garcia, one of the more high-profile players to join Live Golf, has now has for now shelved players to resign from the DP World Tour so that he can remain eligible for Ryder Cup competition. The 42-year-old Spaniard said after the British Open two weeks ago that he was probably going to leave his home European circuit where he was not feeling loved, but the Ryder Cup stalwart has reportedly had a change of heart. We're going to touch down in Sri Lanka where Skipper Dimith Karunaratni battled through back pain to extend Sri Lanka's second innings lead to 323 after key strikes by Pakistan's bowlers in the second test today. The host reached 176 for five when bad light stopped play early on day three with stumps called in goal after more than half an hour's wait for conditions to improve. The left-handed Karunaratni on 27 and Dananjana Jaya on De Silva on 30 were battling in an unbeaten stand of 59. The hits. Live. The team and have your say your way. Operator. All right, your messages are streaming in 0731168045. It says, this is uh, from Anna Anechaks uh, in Glenview. He says, Mo Studio Murko Viro. You have no idea. <laughs> in fact, it's probably hotter with the mics off than it is with the mics on. Uh, ultimately, he says that, guys, our football won't go anywhere if there isn't corporate support. I hope the restructuring thing is going to through that. Uh, if we don't feed our players, coaches, journalist ETC. Football will always be doomed. Asante Kotoko of Ghana is going for a pre-season tour in Turkey from the 15th to the 30th of August. There are a lot of corporates on the poster supporting this tour. Our Dimbari and Arade City goes to Arade copy <laughs> in February next year. We need to monetarily boost our football. Look at how Morocco, Rwanda, Malawi have changed their football without being bad. And you can understand why we've been banned because there was no commitment. But yeah. couldn't have government through the SRC, which is their arm, intervened in a in, in a way that would improve our football without necessarily saying, right, the hammer down, let's get banned. Okay. If I can ask. Go for it, my man. If you were the government or SRC, how would you do it? Uh, I, I, I would go the Morocco route, whereby... The, 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 the king, and in this case, government, mm-hmm. came and they said, we, we want to build a national training center. We're going to build it for you. This is where it's going to be. And bang, 
it was set up. The FA came and merely cut the ribbon and took ownership of the very facility. But it was government that led the process. The king of Morocco as a gift to the nation. So in, in senses like that, thank you. That's something like that's something like we need we need a national training center. Where was the Morocco FA at that juncture? What were they doing? Did they have did they not have facilities already? They were doing something good. Yeah. The government came in and embraced what was happening and amplified what the Moroccan FA was already. We were already admiring Moroccan football long before the government intervention for the for the center mm. so now the problem here is these guys are actually going downhill and the the government knows that there are funds that are coming through mm -hmm. that are supposed to be for development that are being and, and they are mis they are being misappropriated yeah. then you then you most of the government which and this is whatever is supposed to go yeah. from there. And it's important it's important for us to, to um, talk about development as one of the milestones uh, for restructuring our Zifa. But there are a lot of issues that still need to be fixed. Like, for instance, I believe that we, we the Zifa constitution speaks about a national first division. Uh, we, should, yeah. we, should, we should implement that yeah. as well. Uh, yes. So there are lots of areas that need to be restructured in our football uh, for it to move forward. Mdara Genti in Udiriro says, uh, after all the restructuring that's the SRC is purportedly talking about uh, has been completed. FIFA will just say first reinstate Kamambo. <laughs> <laughs> you can get this clue from the recent statement by CAF and, and I, I agree get, with them. I agree with that. I yeah. get that. You know, I actually get that. That's why I was saying that in the meantime, if they're saying by, by the end of December, let's put things in place Ziva and the restructuring committee clubs. It's not just Ziva and my and restructuring committee, remember. Even our own clubs they need to restructure themselves. Yes, yes, yes. My clubs yes, I know with a reform and restructure themselves. We need it's it's like the whole football ecosystem. They, yes. it needs reform yes. so that we can actually go back. Yes, we would then after that in for me, I, that would have been my roadmap. Yeah. Guys, my clubs they do so like you're saying the first division one national first division my teams follow the constitution we can't have 18 teams when the yeah, constitution is saying yeah. 16 yeah. get them back there then when we are there then we bring in kamambo and say kamambo go back in here let's we apply to fifa and so, then we, so, we go back to. so to, just from everything that we're saying do we need to restructure or we simply need to follow the constitution? we need to implement that's we need all. to implement so why do we have a restructuring that, that's a very good question gwenzu at gweru he says and i, I read it as it is gwenzi at gweru i suppose because it rhymes uh, this whole Zifa saga is all political hogwash, guys. Uh, Irvin in Booby says, for the benefit of our football, Kamambo should resign. Even if he resigns, uh, FIFA will still come back and say, put yes, him Agarita. back. Put him back and let him resign. But <laughs> that is an Ari in office. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. You know, they, for me, I think it's scandalous of FIFA. Yes, yes, there, is something that is, there is something that is going on. It's actually getting too personal. Yeah. And I actually think, you know, <laughs> from my dream, wherever I am dreaming from, yeah. I actually think that there is some money laundering and money changing hands oh, yeah. underhand that is going on that that's why they really want him come yes, on come i think on they will promise something that they, he, he <laughs> need to fulfill his promise first before <laughs> he can yeah, go yeah, <laughs> I, I think these guys sometimes they get kickbacks these guys at cuff and fever they get kickbacks for some of the money that comes Ooh. in maybe they they, they 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 need their cut guys Anzi.
Zifa is killing our football as a nation. Pakutongoda bought new one. Your, your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. Z FM Stereo. The big leagues. The big teams. The big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport. All right, guys, Cristiano Ronaldo is meeting with Manchester United manager Eric Ten Hag uh, to d- discuss his future at the club. Portugal forward wants to, the club uh, to let him leave this transfer window as he missed United's preseason tour to Thailand and Australia because of personal reasons. Football pundit Alejandro Moreno says Ronaldo currently, currently style, his style of play makes him a difficult fit under Eric Ten Hag. To Cristiano Ronaldo's credit, he has recognized that he's a different Absolutely. player now. Absolutely. So over the last couple of seasons, he said, you know what? The stepovers out in the sidelines, that's not working for me anymore. Where can I be effective? Well, it's inside the 18-yard box. And he has shown to be the guy that can provide that final touch with consistency. But then, in order to build a team around a guy, you can't do it for one season. You can't do it for a year and a half. You have to be able to do it and plan for five years, a decade. If indeed you're making the choice of building a team around one guy, you're changing everything. The structure of a whole group for one guy for one year, that is a lot to ask and a very expensive project at that. Alejandro Moreno, they're talking about the fact that uh, Ronaldo, his style of play no longer suits uh, Manchester United. Could be true. <laughs> I think I think it's it's true. And when you take a look at his style of play, also his age, Ronaldo now requires a specific kind of play. He yeah. is he no longer will give you that mobility. He's not going to you know drop into midfield. He's not doing any of that anymore. So the entire team has to be structured to almost play around. around Ronaldo. And unfortunately for Manchester United, taking a look at the business that they've done and pre-season, this team is no longer designed for Ronaldo. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, also updates are that uh, Ronaldo in that very meeting that's uh, uh, taking place, he said that he'd still like to leave this transfer window. We know he wants to play Champions League football. Apparently, Atletico Madrid says they're interested. However, he needs to take a pay cut and only if he comes for no fee. So, George Mendes is doing a bit of a balancing act. Uh, mm-hmm. So, this meeting might be a tough one for United and for Ronaldo's team. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a tough one, you know. Uh, but I, I don't know uh, about Atletico Madrid. I think they look at the situation. They want to they want to milk it, mm-hmm. you know. They want to milk the situation and they want it uh, in their favor, you know, on, on their terms, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, because they can see that there's commotion out there. But ultimately, and desperation, yeah, yeah. yeah, some desperation for from Ronaldo. From Ronaldo, actually, yeah. Yeah. So ultimately, I think they they are, they are going to come out as the biggest winner. Yeah. In this uh, in the, in this because they're going to get a proven. Proven goal scorer, right? When, when, when yes, they get to whatever yes, team, they will come, yeah. yeah. they'll come out. They'll come, they'll come out the winners in this whole saga. All right, a couple of updates uh, on the transfer side. West Ham are set to complete the 35.5 million pound signing of Gianluca Scamacca, Scamacca uh, after the uh, agreeing personal terms with the Sassuolo striker. West Ham have offered Italy international a five-year deal with the option of an extra year. Good business by West Ham, according to reports in Italy. Juventus will look to Chelsea's Timo Werner or Manchester United's and. Anthony Martial and Alois Bungira said, touch not our anointed one. Yep. Uh, if they cannot wrap up the deal 
for their main target they really want Alvaro Morata Juve boss Max Allegri has identified the Spaniard as the dis- as the missing piece to complete his new look front line with Dusan Vlaovic and Angel Di Maria right let's build up to a big game tonight Hi, my name is Rune Shamba, my Toria's super striker. You're listening to ZFM Sports. All right, now England coach Serena Weigman is expecting a difficult women's Euro semi-final against Sweden tonight, but hopes her players can, quote, inspire the nation and make fans proud again. The Lionesses, having last week beaten Spain in a thrilling last eight contest at the Amex Stadium, take on the Swedes at Bramall Lane uh, for a place in the Wembley final five days later. Let's get the pre-match thoughts from England defender Millie Bright. It's hard to compare. Each semi-final is different for their own reasons. Um, got new players in the squad and we're on a new journey. Um, but yeah, I think we're just for the here and the now, uh, focused on the game. And yeah, everyone's in great spirits. And yeah, we just want to keep building our confidence and yeah, performing for the fans. We're on a new journey. We're in a different place completely as a team. Um, but also the youngsters have experienced, you know, big losses, uh, whether that be with a club. So. Even though they're young, they're still experienced in, in different ways. So, yeah, I think everyone is, is ready um, and ready for their roles. Z. Uh, England defender there, Millie Bright, talking about they're a different side, Chris, and uh, they, they, they are a different side, but they really suffered against Spain. Um, conventional and uh, footballing folklore says that you can't suffer twice in the same competition. So, likelihood, we're going to see a better England against uh, Sweden tonight. Well, we're likely to see a better England. We're likely to see a more prepared, a more structured England. I think against Spain, like you said, you can't According to football folklore, you can't have two bad games. And I think it's good that they were able to get over their bad game. Incredibly lucky uh, to to beat Spain in that game. And I think here we're going to see a true test of exactly what this England high-scoring team is really made up of. (laughs) We didn't see see them getting into their their counter-attacking masterclass, get into their high-intensity, high-octane football against Spain. But that was largely due to what Spain did. They kept the ball away from them. Sweden might want to do the same. Yeah, of course, uh, uh, Spain were much superior technically, you know, by, uh, by, by far. You know, they kept the ball, so there was no way that England were going to counter-attack without the ball. So basically, I think, there was no way that they were going to come out. They were, like Chris said, they were lucky. They were England were lucky to win that game. To be to be honest, I thought uh, I thought Spain deserved to win uh, that match. And for me, when I look at uh, Spain, Sweden, I actually think that England has got a. A better game, a better uh, opening mm. for them. Yeah. Now they better is in. It's easier for it's them. Easier than, the, than, than against against Spain. Yeah. Sweden, Sweden yeah. themselves are a very very entertaining and good side. Let's get the pre-match thoughts of Sweden forward Kosovari Aslani. It's going to be two teams that want to play attacking football. I mean, we've seen England playing like fantastic football so far in this tournament. Uh, at the same time, we also feel like um, it's a game that was suited to us. I mean, we're very well prepared for tomorrow's game. And, uh, I mean, play against the home nation is a special feeling and uh, it's an exciting feeling. And like Magda said, we, ha- we have our analytic teams here that scouted England very well. And, and that's one of our strengths. I mean, we have a fantastic group, but our staff and our analytics and everyone behind the scenes are top, top quality. So uh, we're well prepared for tomorrow's game. See. 
Kosovari Aslani, of course, uh, making the news, Chris, uh, because she's criticised UEFA for using 50% fewer cameras uh, for their VAR decisions. Let's hope nothing goes to VAR against Sweden tonight. For uh, us, is going to create a massive talking point. Massive talking points and so much time being taken up for uh, by VAR. I think when you're taking a look at this level of competition, whether it's a men's or women's competition, let's use VAR. Let's implement all of the infrastructure that we need to make sure that it runs as smoothly as it would in the men's Europe. Mm, indeed, and uh, predictions is the last thing we can do. Alois? Uh, for me, I, I'm, I'm going with England. That's your heart. Yeah. Even now with my head. Your head as well? Yeah, my head is in Scoreline? 3-1. 3-1. Uh, oh, shocks. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the Sweden 2-1. Um, Sweden 2-1, I think yeah. England's luck runs out here. Okay, all right. I reckon that this one's going to go long and deep into the night. Ultimately, Sweden prevailing, possibly even by way of a penalty shootout. Well, we're back tomorrow for Wacky Wacky Wednesday, and you can find out how correct or how wrong we actually were. May God richly bless you. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Manandi, out. The cleanest, the clean finishes from the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such, such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that the arrogance can think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world, in front of any player in the world, and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Bundled, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.